Are you ready for an upgrade? Then come see what we have to offer at the newly renovated Cadillac of Jackson. You'll be able to browse our wide variety of pre-owned vehicles with great prices. Plus, we've also got Cadillac certified pre-owned vehicles that have been tested, inspected, and ready to go. Our team is here and excited to help you with any of your vehicle needs. Visit today and find your next pre-owned vehicle at the brand new state-of-the-art facility at Cadillac of Jackson, Mississippi's exclusive family-owned Cadillac dealer. Hey, it's Warren Sapp, number 99 in your program, number one in your heart. Whenever I look for Jackson State or Coach Prime information, I go to the pregame show. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's it's the the pregame. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. Here at Cadillac of Jackson, we are excited to show you our brand new state-of-the-art facility. Inside our luxurious showroom, come and browse some of our newest models. When you purchase a new or certified pre-owned Cadillac, we'll have it detailed and waiting for you in our beautiful delivery bay. We've even designed a comfortable waiting room with free Wi-Fi to use as needed while your vehicle is being taken care of by one of our certified technicians. Visit today and find your next vehicle at the newly renovated Cadillac of Jackson. Hey, it's Warren Sapp, number 99 in your program, number one in your heart. Whenever I look for Jackson State or Coach Prime information, I go to the pregame show. Are you ready for an upgrade? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed pregame. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame.
And welcome into the pregame show midweek edition as Bishop is Neely, and it is uh, coming off of another title victory. Neely, what's going on, brother? I like the backdrop back there, my man. Hey man, this ain't no green screen. We really do this. Like this, this <laughs> a, you know, some sometimes people in the projects only on green screen because they can't go back. Man, Chuck, we are here. Normally we do the show, you know, from inside the Vivian and W.C. Gordon Lecture Theater where the team meetings take place. But such a beautiful day in Jackson, Mississippi. The same weather predicted all weekend long. Uh, Ashley Robinson, W.C. Gordon Golf Tournament is going to have this kind of weather. And most importantly, Jackson State versus Grambling, the red out game is going to have this same weather. So I said, hey, man, why be inside the theater? And I can come out here, I believe, field with the same connectivity and do the same show and do it outside in this beautiful Jackson, Mississippi weather. Hey, man, feels like football in there. Feels like football in there. That's like the old school PE teacher. Took, take you outside and enjoy the sunshine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I used to get sent outside for acting the ass in class. So. <laughs> well, let's take a look, man. Let's go back and let's recap uh, this past week's trip uh, to Memphis, Tennessee, Southern Heritage Classic. 51,000 people there in attendance, Jackson State and Tennessee State. And our Tigers come out on top 16-3. to three. Uh, Huge win for our Jackson State Tigers. I tell you what, Neely, and, and I kind of took a look at this. Um, dominant performance, not so much dominating performance. What's your take on it? Uh, I'm, I'm, again, man, reminded. I think we said this before in this show in seasons past. Aaron Rodgers said it best when he said R. E L A X. Relax. There relax. You go. Relax. I can't tell you how many people have been in the comments in the inboxes at the barbershop saying, What the hell is wrong with the Tigers? And I respond, <laughs> like, what what game were y'all watching? What do you mean what's wrong with the Tigers? Ch- Chuck, are we gonna get into it? We're gonna get into it and, and sat down with uh, TC Taylor and talk to some of the receivers and even QB1 Shadur Sanders. Yes, there were some drop passes. Uh, and, and there were some drop passes in scoring positions, but they're going to be drop passes every game. But when you mm-hmm. really go back and watch that game in Memphis, Tennessee, this past Saturday night, Tennessee State was never in it. You're it right. was it was never a game. Uh, it was it, 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 you know the score may have been tight a time or two, but performance wise, we were dominant. Uh, they crossed the fifty twice, I think. Never crossed it uh, in the second half. Uh, you look and we're going to get into that defense, and I told you so moment. Neely's I told you so moments about the number of sacks that we would be able to get even without James Houston. Uh, but, Chuck, mm-hmm. a lot of people looking at, at that game as if something is wrong with Jackson State or something is wrong with this offense. And yeah. I would tell you guys, just relax. Nothing was wrong. We're still just as strong. We just didn't have that very dominant game like you saw in FAMU, but it is right there, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, when you take a look at the statistics, uh, and you mentioned it, Jackson State was able to move up and down the field to the tune of 418 yards of total offense. Uh, they held Tennessee State to only 131 yards of offense. Uh, quarterback one, uh, Shador Sanders, uh, 30 of 44, 276 yards. Uh, and the emergence of this rushing attack was Sivion Wilkinson, 15 carries, 81 yards. Hey, man, uh, I, I expect he's going to get the ball a lot more this weekend. Uh, uh, Saturday versus Grambling. I, I think uh, Tennessee, Tennessee State, Memphis, Tennessee was kind of his coming out party. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw what he could do in some of these summer one and summer two sessions, and, and we knew that he was uh, that 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 bigger back, if you will, that could bring some thump. 
so when there was some productivity lacking uh, in the running game, you know, when he went in, he more than made his name known. And I think he's going to continue to do that the rest of the season. No doubt about it. Uh, when we take a look at it, uh, receivers, uh, uh, quite a few receivers uh, were involved in the game. Uh, but uh, it wasn't exactly the same performance from week one to week two. And uh, you had an opportunity to, uh, to uh, sit in a film room with Coach T.C. Taylor and kind of uh, kind of dissect uh, what was going on this past weekend in the Southern Heritage Classic. Yeah, and we got uh, uh, got a couple things B-roll for you guys. Not B-roll, actually a segment that we're going to bring up, but let me give you give you a, a look into it first. Uh, there's no doubt about it, Chuck. These receivers that we have, this depth, this talent, this, and this wide receiver room, they're playmakers, uh, mm. and, and they were brought here to make plays. And one of the things that did not happen in Memphis, Tennessee, is those 50-50 balls, if you will, uh, those contested routes, if you will, they just didn't come down with them. Uh, Kevin Coleman uh, was double covered, but had the ball in his hands and right in his gut and numbers and dropped it in the end zone. Uh, I think Jensen Riley dropped one in the end zone. Uh, you had Shane Hooks uh, uh, got stripped with the ball inside the red zone. Uh, you know, we left a lot of points out there on the field in this receiver room, and it's something they didn't shy away from. Uh, when their their position coach, Coach T.C. Taylor, got up for the scouting report, he addressed them, uh, sat in on their unit meeting. It was subject conversation, then had some one-on-one kind of conversations. Uh, so, A.D., let's, let's roll that look at the offense and wide receivers. We got to be better with that this week. I think we had one contested catch that was winning the touchdown late. All right, we had some opportunity to uh, really put that game away at the receiver position, and we didn't do that. So we got to come out this week, be physical, and go out and make contested catches and be ready to go against this group. We owe our fans in this room a better performance than we showed last week. I'm serious about that. And it starts today. I thought in that, I'm sitting back there, including myself, I'm like, shit, I got to wake up. And that meeting just did. Let's get ourselves going. It's kind of dry, kind of dead, right? So some kind of way y'all got to bring this energy out to practice so we can get going and get get, uh, prepared for this weekend. Because I'm telling you, ain't nothing like a Grambling-Jackson State game. It's a heated rivalry. We don't like them. They don't like us. There's some other teams down the road you're going to see that we really don't get along with these people. Everybody understand that. And I know this kind of new to some of y'all, but that's just how it is here. Christian, you kind of know what I'm talking about. All right, so let's come out this week. Come out tonight, not this week. Let's just start with today. When we leave this room, come out there today. Everybody be ready to practice. Everybody got it. All right, let's go, man. You got time? Let's get out there, man. I'm wait all day. Damn, we... So, Coach TC uh, issued a challenge to the receivers to have a better game this, this week, uh, catching the contested balls. You guys up for that challenge? Yes, sir. We just got to focus more on the ball when it's in the air and make a play on it. Last week, we ain't really do a good job of it, but this week we're going to focus on it and be more emphasized on making the contested catches. Like you said, people are really excited about this receiver room, and, and, and you guys are the show. Uh, are y'all going to put on that show, live yeah, up to it? Yes, sir. We're going to live up to the show this week in the vet first for home game this week. So we're going to get y'all a show. Coach TC, first home game. Ain't nothing like it. Let's pack the vet. Got to make these boys understand what's going on this weekend. You got all the Mississippi coming out. Louisiana going to be in the house. 
but we got to take care of business when it comes down to it. Big emphasis on coming down with the 50-50 ball, contested balls. No doubt. We uh, came out the first week. I thought we did an excellent job of that, set the tone in the game by making those contested catches. This last week, had some opportunities to really blow the game open with some big balls, and we just, you know, didn't make those plays. We did in the end when we needed to, but it's got to come like second nature. That's what we are. Big blur, baby. First home game this weekend, too. First home game. Real excited. Be back at the vet, man. It's going to be colossal. All the fans coming out. We prepare, doing the right thing to execute on Saturday. Big emphasis in the wide receiver room uh, about coming down with those 50 50 balls, those contested balls. That's something you guys going to emphasize this week in practice? Uh, just really execute the game plan, just go over just the things we just got to do. That, the 50 50 balls and all that type of stuff, that's expected out of them. So, there was just a little lack of focus last week. So, this week, we're going to focus more on that. Hey, Dave. Well, I tell you what, Neely, uh, Coach Taylor, he touched on it. This is a heated rivalry, Grambling versus Jackson State. Both of these teams came into the SWAC the same year. Uh, you talk about so many matchups over the years. Uh, he's expecting more from his receiving core in this game. Yeah, very historic uh, rivalry. You know, you go back to those legendary coaches we've had on the sidelines when they had Eddie Robinson all those years. Uh, and then when they ultimately made some coaching changes, the rivalry kept there. But keep in mind, Chuck, this rivalry went up a notch that year they didn't show up for homecoming. Yeah, it did. You know, yeah, it, it did. really, it really, it really intensified. Uh, and, and then we we got to remember, uh, although Coach Prime kind of puts the asterisk on that first season, that spring COVID season, we went over to Grambling uh, in Coach Prime season one, and it went down to the wire with Aubrey Miller causing that fumble. You know, for us to uh, pres to preserve that game and get out of there with a win. Uh, so even this in this modern era of Tigers, this Grambling game uh, has taken on some uh, some some new heat, uh, if you will. And Coach TC Taylor, man, he played here. He's coaching yeah. HBCUs. He understands that. Hey, man, we went to Miami, we played FAMU, we went to Memphis, and we played Tennessee State. But this is at home against Grambling. It matters. It's going to be a different intensity, a different scrutiny. Now, let me deal with something on the fans real quick, Chuck, if I may. Go they for it. also They also understand, to most people out there, defense is boring. Mm -hmm. Most people out there, you know, Coach Prime says all the time, the best games are the games that could have gone either way. Those are tough defensive games. People really, you know, true football folks like, no, hey, man, that 13-10 to 10 game, that's something, you know, you remember. That was a good game, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. fans out there want that 65-30 to 30 game. And so these receivers want that 65 to 30 game. And they realize with those drop passes in Memphis, with those woulda, coulda, shoulda, with, with those idas, if I'd have caught it, we'd have put up another almost 60 points in Memphis. They're looking to come out uh, and to be able to clean that up, come down with these catches when they're contested, those 50-50 balls, hell, get 90% of them. You know, the kind of ball where if I don't get it, I got to make sure the defender doesn't get it. Uh, but we got to come down with, with some of those passes, particularly inside the red zone. That's something Coach Brett Bartolone addressed with the team is we left too much meat on the bone in the red zone in Memphis. But mm -hmm. that defense, Chuck, that defense, that defense. And, and I think that was kind of the story of the game, though, the red zone opportunities that were missed. But 
Turning our attention now to the defense, they only surrendered 130 total yards in this game. Uh, you talk about a swarming defense. They already lead the nation in sacks already. We talked about that all through preseason. How how do you replace the production of James Houston? So far, the early returns are this defense is up for the challenge. I don't have my hand written. I told you so notes I normally put on the screen right now. <laughs> but Chuck, let me tell you what's happened. Chuck Bishop, my lady friend, Tolly Carver, HBCU game day. The three of y'all always say, neither. You got to start reading the comments. Because, hey, man, I don't read the comments. You know, I just – but I started reading the comments. And I heard y'all. I, well, I read y'all saying, Neely don't know what you're talking about. No way we can replace the James Houston. No way this defense is going to be better than last year. No way this year two defense, if you will, under Coach Prime and D.T. Thurman is going to be able to be one of those legendary, surpassing other legendary Jack State defense. And I tried to tell you summer one. I tried Woo! to tell you summer two. I tried to tell you how much faster this defensive line was, how much stronger they were under strength and conditioning coach uh, Mo Williams. I told you that you had the James Houston that was getting three or four sacks a game, and now you got three or four James Houston that can get three sacks a game. So, Chuck, I wasn't shocked when I saw nine sacks out there. This yeah. surprised me at all. I think that is the bar, the low bar to this defense. I think we're going to be getting six and seven-plus sacks a game as we move forward in this season. I mean, they really turn up the pressure, and you could see. Uh, uh, I, I think I turned to you at one point uh, on the sidelines and just said, "You know what? All we need is one score. This this defense is really uh, turning the screws up, if you will, on Tennessee State." That was, I think, the stat that jumped out at me. Uh, Twenty-seven plays in the second half, uh, negative three yards. So, uh, just amazing. You're spot on, Chuck. The Jack Daniels had not kicked in yet. Your memory is not off. <laughs> You, you turned to me and said that. You said nearly 27 plays, man, and these dudes got like three yards. And yeah. then I did, I did the Jordan and Portland shrug. Like, I, 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 hey, man, I, I don't know how this happened. I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all these guys are so damn fast, man, and so hungry they get after it. And you look at a Niles Gaddy who a year ago got lost in the shuffle in James Houston's shadow. Now, don't get me wrong. Niles Gaddy's a team player, but all those guys out there won't dare. They know it's mm -hmm. a state. So Niles came in here. James Houston showed up, and the world turned his attention to James Houston. Well, now Niles Gaddy's on deck. Julius Reynolds is on deck. Uh, mm -hmm. Devontae Davis is on deck. These Man, these guys want to eat. <laughs> they, they are getting back there to the quarterback. And even when we don't get sacks, per se, look at how much they disrupted Tennessee exactly. State's offense. Very disruptive. Very disruptive. Very good point. Yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, it was hurrying up, uh, getting a paw on them, even if you didn't get them down, changing the whole disruption of the chemistry and the timing on those routes because we were back there in the quarterback's face all night long. Yeah, when you take a look at it, Justin Reagan, Niles Gaddy, uh, Niles Gaddy uh, had SWAT Defensive Player of the Week honors, three and a half sacks. Uh, you also had John Huggins, one and a half sacks. Uh, Jason Mercia, one sack. Uh, Jeremiah Williams, Khalil Arrington all got in on the sack party. Uh, I tell you what, this is going to be a special unit. I mean, uh, they play cohesive, and it's alignment and assignment and communicating. You see them doing uh, checking off the box on all three of those things on defense. Hey, man, and, and, you know, maybe this weekend you're going to get to see some guys uh, who, who didn't travel. Uh, uh, for instance, you know, you haven't seen Katron Evans out there, big number 90. Uh, mm. Big Country has traveled, but you haven't seen him on the field. Uh, big Boosie, Jacob Humphreys, uh, you haven't seen him out there on the field. Uh, this being a home game, those guys are probably going to get some reps and opportunities. And what I'm saying is, Chuck, 
we have yet to really see the depth of this defensive line, the depth of this linebacker core, because we've been on the road two games with a limited roster. Uh, but at a home game, man, those, those guys are there and dressed. So I think there's going to be some more people uh, to eat and some new names get called. But this defense is as advertised. It is very much as advertised as Cameron Silman Craig, Swag Honey Badger. He led the tackles. He led the Tigers in tackles with 11 tackles this past game. So let's turn our attention now to uh, uh, often uh, unheralded part of the football game, but it was the special teams uh, that stood out this past week. Alejandro Mata, Adamata, he was swag, one swag newcomer of the week uh, with his performance at the uh, Southern Heritage Classic. He won three or four for field goals. Uh, it helps when you know you have automatic points coming up on the board. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. It changes the way. Hey, I did the chuck line. I did a no doubt about it. It, it changes the way it changes the way you call the game and manage the game as a coach. You know, when you don't have to pray it through the upright. So when you know you got a, a guy that can make it, you know, we ain't playing John Madden out there in the dorm. You get the points now. Uh, you're not forced to go for it on fourth down or punt because you don't have a kicker. Uh, and, and the one that, that he missed was actually blocked. It's not like it was wide left or wide right. It didn't get a chance to see if it was going in because it, it was blocked. Uh, the guy has a leg. Uh, you got G-Baby behind him with the leg. So we got some depth on special teams. And Coach Prime, man, has gone out of his way to shout those guys out and say, hey, that's who I've really been impressed with. You know, I knew what this offense was capable of. I knew what this defense was capable of. And now we have a special teams unit uh, that not just getting us points on field goals, Chuck, but when we kick off, we're kicking the ball into or out the back of the end zone NFL style. So yeah. you're not getting you're not getting good field position when we mm-hmm. pump the ball. You know we got three point nine, four point two or more on the hang time. So we're down there covering. Uh, think how many times uh, going back even to FAMU and Tennessee State that we could have downed the ball on the one, but mistimed it and still bounced. That was uh, you know, off a punt. Uh, yeah. So this spe- this special teams game uh, uh, is exceptional. Let me get ahead real quick, Chuck. Let me get ahead. Mm. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something I should say Saturday morning because I know Graham is watching. They're gonna try to adjust, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think Petty, I think Petty on defense is mm-hmm. going to get a block extra point or a block field goal against Graham. Y'all heard it here. Write it down. I told y'all. I told y'all about the defense. Didn't believe me. Watch Petty get a block this weekend. Watch. Mm. It. Go ahead. Uh, you know you've been Nostradamus on these things before, so I tend to listen to. You. You know, when the Wayne brothers had that show out, their daddy was a character called Nigrodamus. I'm, 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 I'm not going to be Nostradamus. I'm going to be Nigrodamus. Classic character within a character, man. <laughs> Classic character within a character. Oh, man. So let's take a look, man, uh, going into the uh, home opener versus Gremlin. Uh, what did you see are the areas for improvement? I think we both. Uh, talked about red zone opportunities, how uh, you can't basically shoot yourself in the foot, which is essentially what kind of happened with the turnovers uh, and just not converting once you got down. Oh, you said it, man, red, red zone opportunities. Uh, we, we can't get the ball in that position to field and not come away with something. Uh, our receivers, God bless them, man, passionate guys. We got to learn how to get down. Uh, you mm. know, when, when the forward progress is stopped and the ref hadn't blown that whistle yet, hey, man, take what you got. You know, when you feel them trying to strip it, uh, you know, I think Shane Hooks lost one like that, uh, uh, probably around the 10-yard line. Uh, my depth perception was a little off that night, but I think I know we were in the red zone when that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. We had another questionable fumble, uh, which some people say was a score or should have been down at the one, but the, you know, the refs called it a fumble. It is what it is. That was in the red zone. Uh, we had, I know at least, Coach Weeks walking by over there, we had at least 
two drop passes in, in the end zone. End zone, yeah. So Chuck, I just I just walked you through thirty one point. Well, thirty four points if you count the block field goal. That's a great point. 30, a 34 great point. points left left out there. So we clean all that clean all that up, man. We're sitting good. But but here's what I tell you, Chuck. Here's what I like about this weekend. Here's what I like about this weekend. Hey coach, what what we do well, mm-hmm. they do poor they do poorly. Mm. So so you know when you look at when you look at just and I know Chuck we're only two weeks in and mm. it, and, and Gramlin played somebody and, and got hooked up on and then they basically played like the boys boys and girls club of Capitol Street or something so some of their data is, is kind of skewed but we're getting four hundred and forty five yards a game and they're mm. giving up four ninety eight mm. that's a great point great all we gotta point. do is get we all we gotta do is get our average but they're giving up more than our average. Sure. And, sure. and that, and we're going to get into this Saturday morning, but that base front that they run, it's inviting us to run the ball. So I'm, I'm looking for our running backs to have a great day on the ground. They already give up. They give up some big runs at Grambling front. Uh, uh, but, but I'm looking for us to be able to capitalize off just what they do, what they like to do in defense. They're, they're trying to shore up the back so much that they're kind of conceding this five yards in the cloud of dust. Chuck, we'll take it because running makes the pass easy. So we'll take it. And we kind of saw that a little bit in terms of uh, what Tennessee State was starting to do sure, in yeah. terms of uh, dropping eight, especially uh, in the red zone and, and just, you know, giving us the run and whatnot. Just got to take advantage of those opportunities. Well, it's one of those things, Chuck, damn if you do, damn if you don't. One of the things we discussed uh, about this Tennessee State game coming off the FAMU, and now we can discuss it going into the Grambling game, it's going to be about the clock. The only way to keep Shadour Sanders from throwing four touchdowns is keep Shadour Sanders on the bench, or if he's in the game, keep him handing the ball off because Mm -hmm. you want the clock running because you want to limit opportunities. Uh, So that's going to be something to look for. I think they're going to invite us to run. I think we're going to take him up on that that opportunity uh, because I think Coach Flea, running back Coach Garrett Harrell, has some things dialed up, and we're going to get some big bursts. I think Savion is going to do the damn thing again, uh, which is only going to make you adjust, and then that outside is going to be open. Uh, and we're going to do what we do. I know we get to predictions later, particularly Saturday morning. Uh, but, Chuck, I said all that to say I like this matchup because, again, what we like to do, they they, they, they don't do a good job of stopping it, at least two games into the season they have. Sure, sure. Uh, Grambling, they're coming off a win over Northwestern State. We'll take a look at them. Uh, Is that why you smirk? Is that why you smirk when I said the boys and girls on the Capitol Street? I don't, know, I don't know who they play, man. They ain't play nobody. Oh, we take a look at the Grandma players, and we'll get into a deep dive uh, into it on Saturday morning where uh, we do the pregame show live prior to the game. But Quaterius Hawkins, uh, he was SWAC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, he was 13 of 23, 293 yards uh, this past week. But the emergence of their running game, Maurice Washington, he had five carries for 95 yards. Uh, he is a transfer from Nebraska, so he brings uh, a certain oof to this offense. Uh, Grambling of trying to bounce back off of a couple of down seasons. Uh, big win, uh, out-of-conference win, if you will, for Grambling uh, last week. So, uh, as always, uh, they're going to be a formidable opponent. Uh, and Grambling people will tell you in a heartbeat. They'll tell Jackson State people on social media all over the place, hey, we haven't lost to, to Jackson State in Jackson since 1999. So that's that's a, a, a nice breath of time uh, where Grambling has been able to come into the bet. I'll put an asterisk by that because they were going to lose that year had they showed up, but they didn't show up. So Point taken. Um, ah, so they, if they, if they want to put that out there, let me put that back out there. Yeah, so. Neither here nor there, Chuck. Uh, yeah. You know, one of the things to watch for, because Coach, Coach Prime is big on our penalties, 
the number of penalties we had in FAMU. Uh, we had some penalties uh, in, in Tennessee State that, you know, questionable calls, but it is what it is that we got to clean up. But here, here's a stat for you, the stat guy. You know, two games into this thing, uh, in penalties, Grambling is number one out of 12. Uh, they've been penalized 25 times. They average 107 yards in penalties. Jackson State, we're 10th out of 12, uh, been penalized 18 times, 177 yards uh, uh, total. So what, what it says to me is they lack a little bit of discipline, and maybe they lack a little bit of discipline because they don't trust their athleticism, and it makes you do things that you shouldn't have to do. Chuck, mm. when, you trust your, when you trust your feet and your speed, you ain't got to grab a guy. Great point. Great yeah, point. when you trust your feet and your speed, you ain't got to grab a guy. So when you see somebody penalized that much, it typically leads to a couple things. One, a lack of confidence, or two, a lack of ability, because you ain't got to hold when you can block, and you ain't got to grab when you can cover. So for them to have that many penalties two games in, I'm looking for, because, hey, you heard it from Coach Brew, you heard it from Coach Chuck Bishop, the biggest improvement comes from week one to week two. Gramlin has had a week one and had a week two, and they have yet to clean up the penalty situation. I'm not expecting them to in Jackson when they get that heat on them from the Tigers. Ah, that's a great point, Neely. Uh, that sounded straight from the film room, man. With when you don't trust your athleticism or trust your feet, you tend to grab and hold and do things of that nature. So that's a great, great point to bring out. Yeah, you got you got to trust your abilities, man. You know, you worked off summer. Where in this case, we had a real off season. You worked this spring, summer one and summer two. You either got it or you don't. Uh, so there's no need to let you the simple things. They preach here Jackson State alignment, assignment, and technique. Focus on those things. And, and Coach Andre Hart, linebacker coach, is walking by. I know we're going to, again, deeper dive Saturday morning, but uh, you touched on it, Chuck. Grambling got some running backs now. Yeah. They're going to want to run the ball. Uh, and they have a guy, number two and number 28, that they feature the most. And I think number two is their screen guy. When he's in the game, it's typically going to be something to look for a little check down past the screen or something. The linebacker is going to have to stay disciplined. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to have to play with your eyes a little bit more so you're not biting on some play action only before it go the other way. You don't have to, the time or the speed to get over it. Trust your initial speed. Stand still for a second. Chop your feet. Let that play get going and develop and then go get it instead of trying to get ahead of it and guessing wrong. And then here goes a 46-yard run up the sideline. Exactly. Uh, look. So look again. Saturday morning, we'll be yeah. live from the live from the vet. We're gonna deep dive in some of the players to watch for. We try not to do this on Wednesday because we want Grambling to adjust. <laughs> That's a great point. And, and in uh, doing that deep dive, we talked to uh, Grambling's longtime uh, radio play-by-play uh, guy, Santoria Black, who will be giving us a, a very good overview of that Grambling football team. And one of the things I remember him mentioning today that. Their running back room is very deep, so they're looking forward to uh, putting those running backs up against our linebackers on Saturday. Speaking of Saturday, home opener, bro. Pre-game show, we coming to you live. Home opener, pre-game show live. And, Chuck, I just want to say live on the air, Satan, get thee behind me. Because as I look over here to my left, I don't know if that's the women's track team or the j Sets about to – but it's – I had to wrap this show up because Neely's doing a little focus out here. But let me let me bring you back here. We'll saw Jedi Knight Saturday morning bring live from the vet. We're typically embedded with the team on Saturday mornings, but this time we're going to beat them to the stadium because uh, we're doing a special live show that Saturday morning. Before you start going to the tailgates and all that kind of thing, you'll be able to tune in while you're at the tailgates on the way live from the, live, the pregame show live from the vet. 
you see up top right now, man, Cadillac of Jackson, they're going to be the sponsor as well uh, this Saturday, as well as our other sponsors. So the pregame show, man, is blowing and going. Got some special stuff coming over the next couple of weeks and months with Cadillac of Jackson, uh, premier sponsor of the pregame show. Chuck, the season really don't start till you get a home game. That's a great point. The season it really re- don't start. You're right. Yeah. Very good and, so, and so it just it feels different, man. We, we went to Miami. We had a great time. We got a big W. We went to Memphis, had a great time. We got a W. But, dog, we at the crib now, man. And you yeah. heard T.C. Taylor, like, the vet is going to be bumping. It's a W.C. Gordon weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley Robinson's golf tournament tomorrow. No Chuck is going to be playing that. He don't miss no golf opportunities. Uh, and, and then you got Saturday the game, red out. Asking all red the fans out. to wear red. W.C. Gordon introduced that red concept to Jackson State in this color scheme going to be a beautiful beautiful weather man probably won't be a cloud in the sky going to start off a little on the cooler side but be in the mid 80s by kickoff and never really get hot but it's getting close to that football weather chuck it's getting close to that football weather and i look forward to our tiger fans being in full throat hey we don't have to tell you here on the pregame show but see Turn chuck down. wait a minute wait wait there you go chuck there you go with the full throat reference again like you did this last season i had to stop you like what do you come up which you want everybody to go full of throat. Like this show is a family oriented show. Yeah, with yeah, I hear you with the J says or the track team. Well, that, well, but, you know, you know <laughs> just, head on the swivel over here. I'm, yeah. Got the eye discipline, Chuck. I got my eye discipline going. Eye discipline. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but third downs, that defense needs to hear you. Third downs, that defense needs to hear you. When we're in the red zone. Hmm. Yeah, particularly <laughs> particularly when we're in the north end zone, mm-hmm. uh, the end zone, the U, uh, if you will, the end zone by the band in the student section. Uh, I remember several times last year, Shadur Sanders, QB1, who was just out finishing out the workout, you know, telling people, hey, quiet down right there. You know, I get it. What do we want, TD touchdown? But what we really want is for the play to get off without a false start. What we there really want is not a – is not – uh, delay a game. What we really want is forward momentum, not backing up because we can't hear, because the quarterback can't hear and see the signals from the sideline or hear with the lineman during the game. So when we get down that red zone, man, particularly down by the band, minute work. Let's minute let, let work. them work. Let's let, let them work. work. Yeah, let's let them work. But defense, make noise the whole damn time because I'm going to tell you, man, uh, Coach Hart said this the other morning. We put it out on the pregame show. I think it's on the TikTok and the Instagram. He asked the question, what other team in the NCAA hadn't had a touchdown scored on them yet? Now, you know who it is, Chuck? Mm. It's us in Georgia. How about that? Two games where only only one field goal was allowed. Wow. Yeah. Defense. So it, it's, yeah. yeah. And, and so what these, yeah. what these guys want to do, this defense wanted to keep that going. You know, the goal from Dennis Thurman is allow no points. Do not let them score, and it doesn't matter where they're on the field. So if we kick the ball off and they happen to run it 80 yards to the 20, we still ain't letting them get in or kick a field goal. It ain't over to the end. Uh, so the goal is to give up no points. And this defense is looking for that perfect game of getting some sacks, getting a turnover, getting a score, and a shutout. How about that? No better place to put a pin in the Wednesday midweek pregame show than right there. Look for us on Saturday. You see the sponsors, Cadillac of Jackson, uh, Chambers and Gaylor, BioSteel, the Cochran Firm, tremendous supporters of the pregame show. We're looking forward to bringing it to you live Saturday, 
from Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium, the venerable cathedral that is Veterans Memorial Stadium. <laughs> Do you see what I see? <laughs> <laughs> Take us out of here, man. <laughs> hey, it's Bishop. It's Neely. It's the pregame show. We will see you guys live from the vet where you're red Saturday morning. WC Gordon Classic versus Grambling. We out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's party. It's the pregame.